Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook out there. I am your host, Rudo, joined as always by AJ Hayfley, jamming out to the Kungs. Um, today, on we will be talking about not the Avalanches. Let's face it, their offseason is for the most part complete unless they want to do something a little bit extra. Yeah, uh, all contracts are signed. Everything is good to go. All the criticisms about all the times that they've waited to do stuff in the past. They're done now. <laughs> Where are they wishing, at? <laughs> wishing there was still something left to do a little bit. Yeah, that's enough for us to talk about. We don't have three months to argue about Miko Rantanen's contract. <laughs> so instead, we figured we'd take a look at some of the teams that do still have some work to do, ranging from minor contract signings to a few teams having significant work to do to get their roster set and get under the cap. Uh, I guess we can just start with uh, the obvious one here, the team with the most work left to do, that being Tampa Bay. Uh, Yes, they have $3 million in cap space, but they still need to sign Anthony Sorelli, Mikhail Sergachev, and Eric Chernak. So that's not reasonable with less than $3 million of cap space. I guess we'll start there. Uh, yeah, I tell you, Eric Chernak saw that Ryan Graves contract and was yeah. like, oh, baby, <laughs> where that money. <laughs> so, you know, he's, he was pretty excited about it. Um, Sergachev, uh, Sergachev was always in line to get a legit deal. Yep. So and- I think, uh, yeah, I, he's been so good for them and just been getting better and, you know, as they as they pay Victor Hedman and Ryan McDonough, yep, all yep. the all the money that they owe them, they owe them like fourteen million dollars. Yep. Uh, over the next five, five years, years. Yeah. <laughs> and both of those guys getting deep into their thirties, like you're fine with it because you just want a cup. They're great. Everything is great. You're happy. You're loving life, but to have Sergachev there is a beautiful feather in the cap to kind of weather their aging curve a little bit where you can transition. You know, if one of those guys starts to fall off a little bit more, bam, Sergachev just takes his role. You swap their spots and you hope that you can manage the declines a little better. Without Sergachev and Cernak signed, they have the 14 and a half million they're spending on McDonough and Hedman. And then Braden Coburn at 1.7 million and Luke Shen at 800 K. And that's four defensemen. That's it that they have on their NHL roster right now. Yeah. Uh, the other side of this that Tampa's life has already proven to not be easy to try and shed cap for these guys as they were unable to literally give Tyler Johnson away even uh, on a, on a $5 million deal for the next four years. So they need to find a way to make room. And the only way that's going to happen is by trading some of these guys. Definitely. Um, Anthony Sorelli, you might, if you just, look at his numbers just flat out. Oh, I'm going to go look at his box score numbers and you see it and you're like, I mean, he's Solid. it's a little better than JT Comper. Yeah. So what's the, what's the price there? Well, for one, he's a Selkie caliber center mm-hmm. and two, he would be a top six player basically anywhere else. Yeah. That I don't think it, with a 44-point season and that defensive prowess, 
pretty easy to see for a lot of teams in the league. Yeah, definitely. So that's, you know, and, and where, where Tampa Bay has been just, an, it's been an embarrassment of riches is uh, between Stamkos and Point and Johnson and Sorelli. Yep. They've been able to move guys around their lineup and get a lot of production out of them wherever they go. Yep. Which, you know, not to make everything about the abs, but you notice that that versatility that Tampa Bay has is something we've talked a lot about with Colorado. Exactly. The ability to mix and match and fill in when guys do get hurt. So it's not hard to see what Colorado was looking at when they built their team. It was this. <laughs> yep. And this is the inevitable problem, right? You think you, you fast forward several years, Colorado could be in the cap crunch trying to figure out what to do because Alex new Alex Newhook's ELC just ended and yeah. he's coming off of a 75 point season. And you're like, son of a turns yeah. out we have a bunch of good players. You have to pay them crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, where they spend all off season, just trying to do anything to get rid of money. So, you know, where, where they are right now, you know, I hope, I hope the apps front office is keeping a, a close eye on it because, there's a decent chance where the abs end up. Now, if yep. they get a cup out of it, you don't care. Right. You'll, you'll, you would take that trade any day. But where they are right now, it's it's tough. Like, this, as happy as they are to have just won it, you know, you're also saying, okay, well, we've still got Braden Point's entire prime. We've still got whatever's left of Stamkos and Kucherov's primes, um, Hedman, Vasilevsky. We still have the core of a team that can easily be cup contending yeah you could you could talk about them as as the next dynasty yeah if you wanted to because they've i mean they've been doing it for 10 years already but now it's like okay they're they've just won the cup but they still have so many guys right in the heart of their careers where they're gonna be they're gonna continue to be scary but there's there is real work to do here 2.8 million isn't enough for three three RFAs, even if those RFAs aren't any good. Yeah, I mean, maybe you get Chernak with the the current amount of cap space that they have. Yeah. You're not, you're not even close on Sorelli and uh, and Sergachev. Right. You're you're not you're not coming anywhere near being able to get either one of those cats. Yep. So it, it, in the chat vaguely sober says they resigned Pat Maroon. Honestly I think that's fine for them because they got Pat Maroon for two years at nine hundred K. Yeah, so they got a guy that they can play on the cheap for the next couple of years. Yep, and it's just so barely above league minimum. More. Right, exactly. Like barely above league minimum. All that, all you're asking that guy to do is not crater. Yep, just be an NHL player for you, and then they, looking at their forward core, realistically, they're probably going to have to move out at least one of Gord Johnson if they can, or Alex Kalorn. I'm. And, I'm not. I'm not surprised they haven't found a taker because Kalorn is 31. He's got yep. three years left. Johnson is 30. He's got four years left. Yeah. Uh, Gord is 28. And he's got, but he's got five years left at 5.1 on a deal that the second it was signed, everybody went, "Oh boy." I don't know about that one. Where they might have gotten a little overzealous in keeping their own guys together there. And so, realistically, the only one of the, them that is trending up is Kalorn, who is the oldest of the bunch, who had a nice 49-point season this year, but 
Tyler Johnson had 31 points and Gord had 30 points in the regular season. Gord did have a nice playoffs, I, I will say. But yeah, uh, like keeping him wasn't the problem. It was the at the price they chose. Yeah, because if you're looking at it, would you would you rather have Anthony Sorelli or Yanni Gord on that contract right now? And it's a easy Sorelli pick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, and you'd rather just be like, okay, well, we're gonna lose Gord. Yep. But their their real problem more than anything else, and this is going to be the problem that we run into with the other teams we're going to talk about, nobody can take on any money anymore. Yep. You know, there are, what, 10 teams above the cap right now? Now, obviously, there's some LTIR considerations that will end up being factored in, but 10 teams above the cap? Nine teams above the cap and won 300,000 away. (laughs) Another Um, one less than a million of cap space. Like that's a third of the league that is not even, you don't even pick up the phone if someone's asking to dump cap on you. Right. And then there are other teams, Tampa Bay, 3 million. Yep. In trouble. The Islanders, 4 million in trouble. Yeah. It, there's not, a lot of teams looking to pick up cap, maybe New Jersey, maybe LA. Right. You start looking at the bottom of that, and this is where this is where I actually think Nashville has like set themselves up nicely. To pick up some assets a little because bit. Because they can wait out the remainder of both free agency where they can just keep waiting for a guy like Mike Hoffman to say, Screw it. I'll take I'm signing bucks or whatever. I'm signing a one year two million dollar deal. Yep. And then, and then Nashville can go out and be like, "Hey, we're gonna, we're also going to go pick off Alex Kalorn or Yanni Gord," because right now nobody has to do anything, right? Everybody's fine. Yeah. But when it comes time for the season to actually come back and everything starts to to get moving, everybody's going to start making decisions, and players players want to know where they're going to be. Yep. Especially so, as as it inches closer, for sure. Yeah. Um, P.S. I killed that fly last yeah. week. Can so we that get a fly, moment of silence for AJ's fly. Yeah. <laughs> Put an F in the chat for the fly. <laughs> he dead. The F for both the fly and his funeral. Should have. I I'm so sad that I wasn't recording the other day when you were trying to kill it and you got super hyped. <laughs> I thought I had it because I hit it. I hit it and it dropped and it landed on my desk and I was like, and then he got up and flew away and no, <laughs> little bastard. I think uh, I think that's how Tampa felt after they waved Tyler Johnson and then no one claimed him. <laughs> exactly nobody claimed him. They woke up the next morning and uh, what's his face was uh, uh, Julian Breezeball was was like, here's all this space that I can play with. Somebody somebody calls Sorelli's agent and then they were like. No, nobody claimed him. <laughs> Wait, what? And he was like, he just texted himself the letter F. <laughs> He's in a group chat with his other phone. Like, that's right. <laughs> the, the old school NHL GM phones. He's got five of them, but he just sends all of them a little group chat. He just sends F's to each of them. <laughs> A little sad face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we, we've been on Tampa for 12 minutes, so let's move on to another team with some work to do, and that being Vancouver, uh, a team a little bit more relative to the Avs. They're about $1.5 over the cap right now. 
lots of uh, lots of old dudes on this team. I was actually a little bit surprised. Paying Louis Erickson six million dollars for the next two years, Jay Beagle three million for the next couple of years. Same for Anton Roussel, not quite as old, but he's thirty. Uh, Don- he's a hard role player, though. Yeah, true. Like Antoine Roussel, like you know, he's going to give you fifteen points, and you're like for three million dollars. <laughs> All right, whatever. On the defensive side, too, Edler's in the last year of his deal. Jordy Ben as well. Um, they're a little bit tight. <laughs> this is a twenty-three man size roster, so they can they can cut off some of these bottom forwards and and probably sneak by. Some really bad decisions here, um, yeah. because you remember they watched Tyler Toffoli walk for an extremely middle of the road contract in Montreal. It was like four years and like $4 million. Cause they kept giving out three and a half million dollar deals. Well, and Berlin's and bear cheese. And <laughs> they had the opportunity. They could have bought out Sven bear Yep. They could have bought out Brandon Sutter. Yep. And that alone would have cleared up Tyler to fully cap space. And they Sven bear played in the AHL last year. Brandon yep. Sutter, I think scored nine points last year. Scored 17 good. points. Not good. So you're talking like these are like bottom of your roster guys that they are playing there that they are paying over seven million dollars and chose to keep instead of paying Tyler to fully four to be in their top six. I mean, just baffling stuff. Now, my question about their cap situation, I don't know if Furland is healthy. If he's not, and he ends up in an LTIR position, definitely more manageable. Yeah, then they then they don't have to get rid of somebody, but they are they still only have six defensemen. Yep, and their cap situation it's just it's just odd because well, they don't have a lot of guys locked down like long term. They've only got two players on contracts that are longer than three years right now. And they're and, Tyler Myers at 30 and Nate Schmidt at 29. <laughs> right. And like those are like two of their top four defensemen. So, you know, argue about their value all you want, but it's like whatever. You're yeah. it's whatever. Sure. Um but then they're they're going to have to pay Pedersen. Yep. Next year. They're gonna have to pay Hughes next year. Yep. Um they've only got Besser for two more years at five point eight seven five. They have to you have know. Thatcher Demko conversation at the end of next year as well. So Right. So if he actually lives up to that potential and takes that job, then they have that conversation that they need to have. Yep. You know, looking ahead, Bull Horvat's got three years left at 5.5. They're, I think they're okay there. They're fine with that. JT Miller, same thing. It's just that they're outside of, outside of Pedersen, and Hughes, and I guess we'll add Besser in there, too. I think it's fair to add Besser in there. They're not super young. Yep. Like, Horvat at 25 and Miller at 27, like, it's fine that, like, those are the right in the heart of their primes. That's McKinnon and Landeskog age. Yep. The problem is, is that they're not McKinnon and Landeskog caliber. Right. They're good. They're just not great. And, I mean... Yeah, I'm, I'm looking through their guys that they're hoping are graduate, and they have a few. I mean, Nils Hoglander 
uh, Jet Wu. Maybe they're still hoping to get something out of Yolevi. Yeah, but, I think they're definitely the. I think Yolevi is going to have a, a shot in camp for them. But cool. it's not like they have a, a stack of youngsters to get to either. Really, they have a few. Yeah, some of these guys have not worked out. Um, you know, I'm curious what's going to happen with Cole Lind. He was picked uh, with the pick after Connor Timmins. Yep. Um, I believe Godoyevich uh, was in that second round as well. And it's yep, fifty. And it's and it's like okay, they need to start seeing some return on these guys, especially because they gave up Tyler Madden in the Tofoli deal. Yep. Who was just who was ripping up NCAA. So it, they're they're in a they're just they're in such a strange spot. Where yeah, it's not it's like weird. they have a massive influx of youth uh on the way. They've got some guys that 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 I like, but even then even Pod Colson is struggling to score in the KHL. Like Well and, and Pod Colson was like how good is he gonna be? You know, yeah. he works super, super hard. You're gonna get honest effort out of him. You're gonna get a real try hard in terms of how high end of an NHL player is he is he gonna be? Yeah. It's still the big question mark that he faces. True. I I don't have any argument against it. It's Vancouver we we talk about the Avs having some work to do over the next couple of years, but they're positioned significantly better than Vancouver is with the same kind of conversations being had. Mm-hmm. So it's it's tough, I think. The next couple of years, Vancouver basically has to walk the tightrope. Yeah. They're they are um where the Islanders are, are today is where Vancouver is gonna be next summer. Which we will talk about the Islanders in just a second. We do need to take our first period break and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR, with eight different kinds on tap down at the DNVR bar, or of course, dozens of flavors down at the farmhouse in Littleton, where you can get everything from them. They even have an awesome merch shop where you can pitch up, pick up shirts like this agave wheat one I've got on right now. So be sure to check them out. If you don't want to go in, of course, you can always get curbside pickup as well. And you get $5 off when you use code DNVR when you call them at 303-803-1380. And we have MSU Denver online as well. Great place. Cannot recommend enough as I did go there and took online classes even. So can confirm it's an awesome school they put a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life msu denver is the colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom msu denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs some of our very own staff excuse me staff members at dnvr taking msu denver online classes that was over the summer, both Ali Monroy and Harrison Wind. So be sure to hit them up if you have any questions as well. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook with Ruto and AJ. So your beloved Islanders, AJ. Yeah. They have less than $4 million in space. And uh, this kid, Matt Barzell, still isn't signed. Yeah, so Pulak got the two-year, $5 million deal, which... Feels bad, man. Doesn't feel great. <laughs> um, Pulak is... He's okay. 
Um, but you know, I tell you what, he's got a he's got a killer slap shot. <laughs> that thing is a bomb. But the rest of it, nah. Okay. He's, yeah. he's okay. Like he's not bad. I like I like him, but it's five million dollars, man. That's you're That's seeing a lot of, um, lot of money in the abs lock up Taze for 4.1. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's tough. Uh, they, they, they were in a bad spot. Yeah. The Islanders were in a bad spot. They had they to were. do something. So, and now, you know, with Barzell they're. <laughs> I mean, what, let, let's start here. What do you think is a realistic contract for Barzell? Um, you know, I think this is the hard part because technically his numbers have gone down all three years. Yep. He had the crazy point per game rookie year where he played next to Tavares and that really Pup- amped him up. him up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, not that, not that him having a 60 back to back 60 point seasons and then Bad being, yeah. being very productive in the postseason both years. Um, it's it's not like oh, what do you do with him? He's got this huge outlier of a season. You know, some of it you also know. Hey, Barry Trotz is the guy, and they're really low scoring, so you're probably not gonna have an eighty or ninety point guy on that team. Yep. And I don't I don't know that Barzell is um quite that good anyway. He's very good. He's he's a lot of fun to watch. He's very skilled. I, I think he's probably more of like a seventy-five-ish point guy, which when he I mean, maxes out, not, sure. not a ninety-five point guy. But you're still you're still talking about someone you're paying north of seven million. Yeah, you. I mean, it's it's hard because he's going to be the big RFA. Yeah, this year in with you know he's the COVID RFA, right? Yeah. You know, so, last summer, last summer you had guys getting eight and nine million dollars, and right, but with you know, the flat cap, yada yada yada, yeah, yeah, seven year deals and blah blah, like all the teams were just lining up to give their RFAs those things last year. Yep, it's not the case this time around. Um, I think they would love to get him long, long, long term, so that they only have to do this once. I I would be surprised if he took that. Sure. Um, they really, I mean, they've committed just an enormous amount of money to their forward core as it is. Yep. Eight you guys know. making five million or more. Seven. It'll be eight with Barzell if they keep everyone, but yeah, it's just so much money getting spent. Yep. Um, I, I, it's so hard to tell cause I think he's easily, I think he should, I think seven and a half would be perfect for him. So they need to shed three and a half mil basically well and like andrew ladd played in the ahl for them yeah last year. true you can you can but who's gonna take on a 34 year old with 5.5 million in in oh, cap I mean, space they're gonna have to get creative right if you can bury lad a bit in the ahl you, you save that million contract yeah. space try and get I mean, I know Lamorella loves his Leo Komarovs, but 
Yeah. I mean, we can do bury that guy too. And then you've got the most expensive well, AHL roster. I, I mean, you got to try and move out Komarov or something to, to well, free I mean, space, you, bury, you bury both of those guys. You just freed up $2 million. You're still not there. Basically, right. But now you've got 5.9 in cap space yeah. and you still hate your life. <laughs> well, and that's, that's where maybe you try and get Barzell on a two year deal at like five and a half. Yeah. Million. A bridgey thing to just get yourself to just to get through next season where you're not making big cuts. So Zeke is coming off the books then. And yeah, you're not, you're not giving up a Josh Bailey or a Brock Nelson just because you have to Fair. Yeah. I think they should be trying to give up Beverly, but they freaking love that guy. I and like, I mean, what are you going to do? We've already talked about it. This is the hard spot in this league right now. You can't just give money away. Right. It's, it's super, super tough. I think <clears throat> the, the biggest money giveaway was a legitimate player in, in Ryan Murray going for a fifth. Right. And even that guy, the big yep. caveat with that guy is that he's going to miss half the season. Right. It's still LTIR. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think they're, I think they're in a spot, man, where they're, they're going to have to retain and they're going to have to get creative. Yep. To me, I think Andrew Ladd, they retain a little bit of money on Andrew Ladd and send him to Winnipeg for Roslovic. Uh, attach one of those second rounders, one of those picks they got from the Avs. Uh, and have it go, have it go to Winnipeg, just to free up the space. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> you're leading us to another team on our list in Winnipeg, who yeah. they essentially have no cap space. Despite they'll they'll be flexible because Brian Little's not going to play hockey. Yeah, he'll they'll have his LTIR space, but they don't have a they don't have a contract in for Roslovic right. yet, and they continue to have trade talks where. I don't know why Roslovic for Mackenzie Weger isn't done yet. It makes all the sense in the world. Neither team has signed either player. Like, what are we doing here? It, yeah, it, especially Roslovic, even as early as before the start of the season, you know, was pretty unhappy with his, his role in Winnipeg. There yeah. have been talks about that for a while, that he didn't like what was going on uh, with him not getting enough top six time and yada, yada. So... On Winnipeg's side, it certainly seems like Roslovic is gone one way or another. Yeah. New York maybe can take advantage of that, then maybe they find themselves an out. Yeah. I, you know, Lou has gone big and he spent big, but he also did it under the assumption that, that, that everybody did, that they'd be getting two or three million in cap space every year. Right. Uh, I always tell I always tell people. Do you remember right before the shutdown, right before everything went sideways for the NHL season? It was like a couple weeks before that. They sent out a salary cap projection that included as much as a seven million dollar cap jump. There was a possibility that the cap was going to be eighty seven million for twenty twenty one. Like they, there was talk that this thing was going to take. You know, and GMs are GMs are are conservative. They were saying two million. Yep, mentally the, they were planning for two million. The NHLPA with the five percent escalator is saying two million per year was their expect is kind of what they plan for. Yep, uh, they say, hey, we we think this is going to go up two million per year, and then if it goes up seven, we're not having these conversations about any of this. Right. Devon Taves isn't an ab today. Everyone's making Mad Bank, and <laughs> yeah, and, money and, is and getting thrown around like candy. Yeah, 
Taylor Hall is probably an Av. Like, yep. there's just it's just a totally different world, you know. Yep. The what if there's the ripple effect would be gigantic. Um. All right. Let's let's move on to another team that has to shed some cap, most likely here in uh, the Washington Capitals. They're about a million over the cap. As far as I know, their whole lineup is healthy. Uh, and they have 21 players on their roster right now. So they could cut someone and be real close to the cap, but certainly probably still over and too close for comfort, to say the least. Where's our Caps fan that's always in here talking about yeah, right? Justin Schultz? Finally talking about his team, and he ain't nowhere to be found. Yeah, We should have saved this for right at the end of the show. That's when true, he when he pops in. Here. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a relatively simple solution for them. Uh, I think they just swap out one of those defensemen that they have, either Van Riemsdyk or Siegenthaler, um, drop him down to the AHL, and then promote one of their young guys. Uh, to be honest with you, it should be Brett Leeson. You took you took a second time entrance into in the first round. The whole point of it is to get an NHLer right away out of him. That's true. He played in the AHL last year. Just jump him up there and let him get his feet wet in a depth role. Use that ELC. Yep. Take advantage of what you can. Yeah. Also, P.S. Don't take 20-year-olds in the first round. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not the play. I just, It just blows my mind, man. I'm just like, how do teams do this? Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> they uh, it's the love of the power forward, man. It's only power forwards that they mess with. Same it, thing with Borgstrom in Florida. And Washington's problem is the commitment one. Uh, outside of Ovi, who's up after this year, uh, they have four forwards signed for four or more years. They have Vrana, who's an RFA at the end of this coming season, so they have to make a decision there. And that's pretty much it. Their entire decor is signed at least for the next two years. Yeah. So, it's it's tight. Verona's a real problem. Yeah, because he's going to make good money. Yeah, well, and obviously Obi's a problem. Just a different, you know. A whole different it, animal, that is. Yeah. That's a, that's a, he's, he's 35, you do the one-year deal with until him every year. Eternity, yeah, right. Until he decides that he wants to just go back to Russia. Yep. You know. Whatever. God, their defense is all 30-year-olds. Yep. Brendan the whole Dillon thing. at 29 is the youngster. Well, it's like they've got a couple of 29-year-olds, and the rest of them are 30. Depending yep. on birthdays, yep. these guys are all the same age. Like, all within six months of each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, definitely a, a weird team. They're not young at all, either. Outside of, of calling up a Leeson or something like that, their youngest starter would be Vrana at 24. So Yeah. Well, that's where that's where they need Leeson, they need McMichael. Yep. They really that's one reason I really like them going after LaPierre was someone you can potentially get yeah. in. And, yep. They were exactly the kind of team that, that made a ton of sense to take a LaPierre swing. But for for right now though, they're they're just in a really awkward spot. Yep. Agreed. You know, they, they, I think they're fine for this year, but then they're going to have to pay Samsonov and then they're going to have to pay Verona. And 
especially if the cap doesn't bounce back a team that's committed for to guys this long. Yeah. It's going to be tough. The universe is doing everything it can to keep Obi from Gretzky's goal scoring record for real, because the first lockout, you know, he didn't come over until he was 20. Yep. So lockout number one, lockout number two, that's half a season. Now a shortened season with the pandemic. And then, Another the following year will be shortened as well. So you're talking for a guy who's been unbelievably durable in his career. He will have missed like two and a half seasons worth of games for things completely out of his control. Yeah. yeah. And and two and a half seasons is a hundred goals at least for OB. Yeah, I mean, like, you think two, well, in those two seasons, not th- those aren't, those aren't all 36 year old seasons. Those are right. prime seasons. Yep. You know, you, you, if you just did 50 goals per year, yeah, which for Ovi is a reasonable thing to do, there's you just add 100 goals. Yep. And you think, okay, well, he's had 100 goals taken away. He'd be less than 100 away from Gretzky with 100 yeah. more goals. This like, would be a really, this would be a realistic chase. And instead, it's like he needs, he needs like just under 200 goals to catch him. At 35 years old, like, hey, if he continues to be... It's not impossible, but you're going to have to rely on him aging gracefully, which he could, certainly. But you're talking about he would have to continue production of a very consistent caliber for the next five years instead of with, if he was 100 goals closer, you're talking about he could catch him in like two. Yeah, even if he was, even if he got old. And yep. dropped to a thirty goal pace. He's not gonna three three and change. Yeah. So like the universe has done everything they can to pre- preserve Gretzky's record. I'm of the opinion that that's what this is all about. <laughs> it's all about Ovi. It's it's the hockey gods being like they we refuse <laughs> to give away one of our precious all time records to a Russian. <laughs> well. There'll always be a next one. So, well, the next one coming out of Russia looks insane. <laughs> that 15 year old kid. Yeah. Yeah. That dude's a monster. <laughs> he looks so good, dude. On that note, we do need to take our second period break here and let you guys know about Chevalier Mortgage. Mike and Virginia have been working for over 15 years in the business, so they're excellent at what they do. And they're also diehard Broncos fans and longtime supporters of us here at DNVR. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit them at dnvrmortgage.com where you can sign up to win free DNVR merch, either a shirt or a hat, and get yourself a free consultation as well. Since your home is likely to be one of your largest assets and your mortgage your largest debt, they believe it's vital for you to consider your full financial picture when purchasing a home. This includes considering your short-term and long-term planning goals, your investments, and your tax situation. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Again, visit them at DNVR Mortgage at very least to get set up for a chance to win free DNVR merch and a free consultation. Great people. Love them a bunch. DNVRmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, what NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. All right. A couple more teams to go here. These ones probably not quite as much work to do, but 
still going to be an interesting conversation. Vegas is going to have to make some decisions. They're currently $974,000 over the cap with a 21-man roster, and that includes Cody Glass if they're going to commit to the kid, which I think they will. But they're very, very tight with that $8.8 million that they ended up spending on Petrangelo. So there's not a lot of wiggle room for them right now. Their saving grace might be that one of their goalies is hurt. I think, was it Laner who had surgery? And might miss like the yeah, beginning of like, the year. Could be out for like four or five months, I think. So, and then that's part of why, like, once that, they found out Laner was going to have surgery, they're like, well, we got to keep Flurry. So, yeah. And, you know, then your your third goaltender is whoever their third goaltender yeah, is. I, I mean, is I Oscar Dance still there? Uh, doesn't look like it. Dylan Ferguson, maybe. Oh no, Dance is still there. You're right. Yep, one more year. So Sweet. Oscar Dance is their backup then. Yep. And like they just weather that still. Okay, we get through. Flower get carries through us the first for a month, month and, and yeah, hope. And then the way that the cap hit gets calculated, he can come back. Leonard Laner can right. come back just fine. Every day, players get cheaper. Yeah, exactly. So if he's out, if he's out long enough, they can just skirt it like that. <laughs> And just try to avoid playing Dansk. You know, you're going to play five days a week. Just don't ever play your backup. It's fine. Run Flurry into the ground in the first month of the season to save money. Okay, isn't he already uh, run through with a sword? So, yeah. Might wow. be tough. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, isn't Iguchi's like almost 18 now, right? And he's not particularly what everyone thought he was going to be. Yeah, he's not a dude I've heard from since he like, was like 15. Yeah, he was like when he was 12, Pavel Barber was like super hype on him, but <laughs> then uh, you know, it turns yeah. out when you grow up and his height's listed as 5 foot 3. Yeah, you got to you got to keep growing. Like yeah. you, It's just the reality of that, man. You got to you got to continue to grow. Yep. So Don't know about that one coming to fruition but moving on the Edmonton Oilers another one of the the nine teams that are officially over the cap they do have a, a full roster so they it shouldn't be too hard for them to to get under but they do still have to sign Ethan Bear on their defensive end who has kind of come into a solid piece for them he's turned into a decent player um that's the Ethan Bears of the world are the hardest ones to to value contracts for me because it's like with Ryan Graves where you're like this like he's an NHL player but like how good is he does he go how much responsibility can or does he go for 1.2 million like <laughs> how much does it hurt us if we commit to this guy and he ends up just being kind of blah yeah how much how much does it hurt us if we don't commit to him and he takes another step forward and his price goes up two more million because we didn't commit to him. Yep. You know, it's just those are the guys that it's such a tough spot where Bear has an advantage over a guy like Graves. He's already he's only twenty three, so yep. you've got you could buy out his his RFA years Fortune and be like, we'll see how this goes. And then yep. when he gets the UFA years, if you really want to continue to pay him, then you pay the extra price to keep him. And 
I mean, that's part of this conversation here is they have to make decisions next year on their defense with both Adam Larson and Tyson Berry hitting UFA. Yeah, they they also puff bomb gone all year. Yeah, that's true. And that's <laughs> did are they finally going to give Evan Bouchard a chance? Is Phil Broberg going to get a look? Like, where do they go? Which one of their their youngsters do they try? Yeah, well, because it feels like Bouchard's been in the AHL forever. You know, he he hasn't been. Uh, it was just, I think last year was his first year. It just feels like they've been waiting on that guy for a long time. Um, some of that is because he made the team immediately right. out of camp and then just sort of disappeared. They gave him games and then who knows, but yeah. And like, he's been super good pretty yep. much everywhere else. I've really, I really am. I'm still quite convinced Bouchard's going to be a good NHL player. I, I agree. I, I mean, I think he's an NHLer, but I, I and if they're missing Clefbaum this year, that's the guy. Yeah, you know, I, I I like a lot of their young guys, honestly. I mean, I do too. But the problem is, we're talking about their defense, and you're still talking about a forward core that, sure, they picked up Kyle Turris, but is it that much better? Is bringing back Pool Party really gonna gonna push their their offensive depth over the hump. I mean, I mean, if they if they get decent, another decent year out of Tyler Ennis, right? And they yeah. they just picked up Dominic Cahoon. They get a decent depth season out of Dominic Cahoon, just say twenty five points, right? And like plays his role pretty well. If they get anything decent whatsoever out of Kyle Turris, and not an abomination version of Kyle Turris, <laughs> but like a solid Kyle Turris. And then Pooley RV is anything in the NHL. Kyler Yamamoto was a first round pick. He's been in the age. He's been in the NHL. It's time for that dude to step up. It's time for that guy to prove that he can play, you know, and he was, he was really productive last year when he got to play. It's just, he needs to play. He needs to, he needs a role. I like their forward court. There's a lot of question marks, but there's a lot of upside to buy into there. I like most of their team. Why they decided to roll the dice again on that same goaltending duo. Yeah. It was a choice. <laughs> I don't ever really know what they're doing up there. They did for everything that they do that I like, they make one or two totally inexplicable decisions that are high impact. Like if Kyle Turris doesn't work out, it's fine. Yep. What did they lose? Not too much. $1.6 million. <laughs> like, it's just not a big investment. Yeah, it's just true. not. That's but true. If, they, if they've if they made this investment, they get... Oh, Kyle Torres hits. Pooley Yarvey becomes the real deal. Yamamoto lives up to the first-round billing. Their forward core is good. They serve, They find a way to survive Clefbaum. Uh, just seems like being gone. And then seems like you're asking for a lot there though. Sure. Like you're asking for things to go well, but like they have the talent for it to be possible. Whereas in previous years, you're like, okay, well we really need Josh Archibald to take a big <laughs> yeah. step forward. We really need Alex chase on to do that one thing where he scored 20 goals one year. You know, we really need James Neal to be a 30 goal guy again. You know, this year there's a lot of guys that they can look to and say, we need we need just this from you, but 
then they turn around and they sabotage all of the the good thing that they did by running back the goaltending. Yep. And it wasn't like the goaltending last year was so good that you were in a hurry. It was okay. And then it got to the postseason and was terrible. Well, and and the goaltending market was set on fire this offseason, basically. There were goalies jumping all over the place, too. So it's not like they didn't have options. <sighs> I don't know. It's certainly always exciting in Edmonton. We'll leave it at that. Um, A couple more teams here. These ones, they have work to do. I think everyone's confident they'll get it done. Columbus has $12 in cap space, but they do have the other big-name RFA left in the market in PLD. So uh, not really worried about them getting it done, like I said, but just curious at where a contract comes in for someone like Pierre-Luc Dubois in the flat cap situation. They also, uh, Gus Nyquist just had shoulder surgery today. Um, so they are potentially in the market for something else. Yeah. They're, I mean, that's that all of a sudden that looks like a really good Mike Coffin spot. Yep. Or Mikhail Granlund spot. True. You know, that's, that's a really interesting forward core too. There are some guys on that forward core where you're like, huh. After going out and getting Max Domi. Yeah. Huh. They could make a really solid transition if they if they do this right. They could transition really nicely from the Dubinsky, Felino Blue Jackets into the Dubois, Max Domi era. Especially if they get stuff out of guys like Tashir and, and Foodie. Yeah, some of the younger guys that come up and oh, Tashir, I I love him. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's so good. And then just to cap things off, another big RFA name still out there and Jake DeBrusque in Boston. Yeah. not Probably not quite as big as a, a PLD or a, a Barzell, but, you know, they're going to have to pay the guy. So six and a half million. Yeah. Basically. That's, I, I, said, I said Barzell was uh, the RFA of the COVID RFA. Uh, Dubois is also there. Yep. Um, and I think that that might be a game of the waiting game. Whichever one of those guys signs, yeah, you know, whichever that one signs, the other guy can be like, huh, and they might just wait for each other. But in saying that, I mean, you know, Barzell's been quite a bit more productive. Yep, Dubois does the heavier lifting uh, in terms of the two way game. So you're kind of having that conversation again about how you how you balance scoring and. And on ice effect. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll have to wait and see for at least some exciting things still to come this offseason, even if it necessarily doesn't involve the abs. But, you know, a lot of offseason left to go. Somebody might still do something crazy. You never know. (laughs) Um, I guess that's going to pretty much wrap it up for us today. Uh, Y'all know the drill. Thank you. Everyone watching, listening, however you consume the podcast, we are sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. And this week, they're giving you an amazing deal for the weekend. When you use code RAINBOW, when you sign up with your new account, your Sunday bets up to $100 are insured. That means if you do not win your bets up to 100 bucks. 
you will get that money back into your account. It's an awesome deal. Be sure to jump on it while you still can. All of these are limited at time only. So download their app now and get in on it. There's a bunch of awesome stuff to bet on, whether it be Denver taking on Atlanta or any other number of sports too. You can bet on basketball. You can bet on European hockey. You can bet on table tennis. They still have a table tennis league going, which I imagine that goes year round. I don't really know, but not a lot of weather considerations. Yeah, right. table tennis. Would, you're inside in like a gym full of table tennis uh, courts. Are they courts? I guess they're tables, right? Tables. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you can bet on that too. So uh, yeah, be sure to jump in with DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, download their, their top rated sportsbook app and use code RAINBOW to get their can't miss offer of $100 insured betting this Sunday. So jump on that and yeah, support us, support our partners. Y'all know the drill. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Risk-free coverage, paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. That's it for today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow talking about something. Maybe expansion draft, maybe not. I don't really know. But two more shows left this week, and then, you know, five days a week. You'll still have us here. So talk to y'all 